Welcome, listeners, to another Velocify podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and we're here with Nicole, CEO of Enjoy. How are you feeling? Feeling great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So tell us about how Enjoy started. Well, my background is in PR and marketing, and I worked in social media for quite some time. So the whole social media world kind of fascinated me, and so... Just like every other woman, I love shopping as well. And one day I saw there was a lack for a community where I could find jewelry from different price points, which is the reason why we created Enjoy, but also that social sharing. You do see a lot of websites right now where you can kind of go in and share your products, etc. but all these websites don't have all the products that you want. So, for example, if I want to go and shop for something from Forever 21, but still find something from Tiffany's, I would have to go to different websites. Or I would have to search through so many different products, like Pinterest. I would have to search through all the different products to find jewelry that I like and after talking to a lot of my friends in the jewelry industry they also thought that it was a great idea to have a community for just jewelry so that's kind of like what how the concept came about it's a good idea especially with there being no prior community that everyone can be like this is what I have this is the jewelry that I'm interested in and I want to be able to share that with people it's a great idea really for other people to be able to connect and feel like we all love jewelry so why don't we share our ideas and share our connection just curious how did the name enjoy enjoy actually was inspired a nonprofit campaign that I did in Washington DC for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society I was nominated to be one of the women of the year to run the campaign was actually in honor of my best friend whose name was joy so the whole purpose of the name was, you know, you enjoy giving back what you also give it back to others in need. During that time where I was given the opportunity to create Enjoy and develop Enjoy, it was actually around the time that my best friend's anniversary was. So I felt like it was all in sync and there was a reason why I had the opportunities that I had at that time. That's kind of like how the whole concept of Enjoy came about. Having a community where you love, you enjoy finding new different products while you also enjoy giving joy back to others in need, which is how the nonprofit component of our company comes into play. And that's really unique, and it's definitely a name that's easy to remember. It really flows off the tongue. It makes you feel good. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's a great name. It's really light, and I like it. <laughs> And 10% of the sales are donated to charity. How do customers respond to that? Everyone's loving it. I think it's because in our community, we don't just focus on one nonprofit. We tend to rotate them, and we have four different nonprofits that we feature at all times. But when a user comes into our website and they actually buy something from our site, they're the ones that are able to choose which nonprofit they want to give back to. So it's not really up to us. It's up to the community, right? People love that because they find out about different causes that they love. We also give the opportunity to the nonprofits and the jewelry designers that we're helping when we're featuring them in our website. Everybody wins in that case. If I were going on your site, I would love to know who I'm going to donate my money to. And if it's a cause I believe in, I would love to be able to directly donate my money straight there. What do you think the hardest part in building a brand and building your business has been? Well, you know, I, I think you'll probably hear from every entrepreneur, everything is hard, right? <laughs> it's, there's, I mean, it takes a village to do something. I don't necessarily think there's one specific thing that has been hard. I think overall, it's a hard journey to take on, especially when you're starting on all on your own and you know so I, I would say that the hardest part I guess is, is really not having enough people involved you hear of all these companies that are taking off but they also have capital they have the team to help them take off the ground but being a sole entrepreneur I guess it's a little bit harder I was fortunate enough to hire an amazing team now and I have a couple of employees that are there full-time with us and we're trying to rock it as much as we can have you found that it's difficult to find a community that you can build your ideas off of or that can offer help and advice? 
You know what? Actually, I find it easier nowadays. I think it's easier to find communities or groups that will help you out because we're in this day and age where everyone wants to create something and we're all here to help each other, specifically in like the women industry, like the women tech industry. I think that we're all becoming more and more involved and we like to help each other out rather than compete with one another because at the end of the day, a lot of our industries are correlated. Of course, you're going to like run into people that are going to say no, no, no to you and you're going to be like, well, I'm just going to go on to the next one and just keep moving because if you get stuck, you, you're not going to get anywhere. It's the type of industry where it's all about progress and you really can't stop to dwell on someone saying no or someone denying anything. What do you think your biggest fear was starting your own business? People we talked to were really scared of disappointment and failure. But other than that, what do you think your biggest fear was? I would have to go with disappointment too. For me, my biggest fear, I guess, was really going live. I spent about a year building this, and we're still actually in beta. We're still in private beta, so we're, we're still building out and refining things as we also get feedback from our community. But really, it was going live. The first initial launch was really scary for me because, again, I come from that background of PR and marketing, and having people judge what I had done, criticize it like right away, not being good enough was a big fear of mine, but I had to let it go. And you know, I think as entrepreneurs, we face fear all the time from like not having enough money to one day not having people do marketing, whatever it is, you know, but you just have to kind of jump in and just take a risk and go, go, go and just let that fear go. And with a business like yours, how important is feedback from customers and how important is feedback from other people? Really important. Our business is really tailored for our community. So what our customers have to say and what our customers want is a big help for us because it helps us also like define our model and, and create a community that is really user-friendly. That is the main focus. It's like a customer base, right? So it's very important. And it also helps the customers feel things are actually going to change if they do offer their opinion. It makes them more engaged with the company going through your whole style journey and going through your whole life and how you've gotten to this point what do you think your favorite part has been so funny because my background wasn't even in fashion but i was born and raised in spain and and as a little girl i loved fashion and so my icon unlike many others in the states probably was isola presley who is enrique iglesias mom and she was like my fashion icon right with that said i went into school for marketing and pr and business and I would say, like, my favorite thing that's happened to me since I started all of this is giving a speech at Parsons. And you know, being a fashion major and, like, not really having a background on that at first, but just a passion. It was really cool to actually walk into Parsons and talk to students that were studying that. And it was really surreal and it was exciting and really cool. Do you think in coming in the industry and uh, growing as a brand and as a person, has there been anything shocking that you learned? In your Again, I, I can't really pick a specific moment. I think every day you face something that like wow you know whether it's a, some, a crisis that you really have to jump in and you're like okay we just have to get things done right now or something that's just like wow I can't believe it. like I guess the, the United Nations uh, interview that I just did not too long ago that was kind of like a wow wow moment to me because you know we're not really doing any PR or marketing so everything that we've done has really just come organically to us um, all of our marketing is done organically like we're not paying for for any additional you know, we don't have any marketing dollars to spend on like a lot of different campaigns so yeah that was exciting. Well, it seems that you're really getting a lot of popularity building and you're getting a good fan base without having any money spent with marketing and advertising and things like that. And that's really been done well. And I congratulate you on that <laughs> because that also means you have just true customers, people who really are behind your idea and people who really believe in what you're selling. And that's amazing. If you say you could do anything over again, 
through your whole journey, what would it be? I mean, I wouldn't be here if I would have done everything. You know, I, I believe that everything happens for a reason. And even when you have those moments where you feel like, oh, I should have done this a certain way, you just learn from them, you get up, and you just keep going, you know. And I, and I think those failures or what you want to call them mistakes um, really just prepare you for the next step. So I wouldn't do anything differently. I agree with that. And I think that a lot of CEOs and a lot of entrepreneurs that we've talked to feel the same way, whereas if, if you get knocked down, you got to get back up and you just got to keep moving. And that's the only way you can last in a business like this, because if you let any little loss bother you, you're just going down with it. What do you think the greatest lesson that you've learned over this whole journey of yours? I would say don't, don't worry so much about what other people think of your future. When I took on the entrepreneurship route, I had a nice, cushy little job in corporate America. I had benefits, and I was living in a different city where I had my network. So I just moved and got up, and I did it all without thinking about it. And I had a lot of people, especially friends, that were worried about my, my future, questioned my ideas or my decisions, but I didn't listen. I just kind of went with it. And I think that if you have an idea or if you have this urge to want to do something, don't worry so much about the comfort level. If you're worried too about the comfort level, you're never going to get anywhere. Just jump with it and take the risk and ask for help. A lot of times people tend to get so caught up into even like trying to develop a business plan. And, and sometimes you don't need a business plan. You're just going to like just have to go with it. If you have an idea, start drawing it down and then figure out how you're going to get it done. When people really start to think about things, they think too hard about it. And that's when they make more mistakes than just jumping in and, you know, I'm going to have fun with this. This is my passion. I'm just going to, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Definitely. So we're going to go to rapid fire. This is just going to be any random question. Don't be afraid to give us a candid answer. Our first one is going to be, if you're buying jewelry, would you rather have it gold or silver? You know what's so funny? When I was a little girl, I used to hate gold. And the reason why is because my godfather actually owned a jewelry store in Spain, in Malaga, Spain. And all they gave me was gold. So I was very pro-silver. But now with the new trend, we can mix it up. So I, I actually like mixing my, my jewelry up with gold and silver. I don't have a preference. And now we have rose gold, we have platinum, we have so many other ones. So I, I felt the same way. Like, I don't know why growing up I was like, something about gold. I was like, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. I think cool. it's always also the styles, you know, it's very old school. Like, our parents used to wear, like, my mom used to wear tons of gold, and I was like, can you have more gold? Like, it's like, yeah. No, this is gross. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's one thing you want to learn before you die? Learn? Oh, gosh. Before I die. Wow. There's a lot. Um, but I would have to say sewing. <laughs> I, um, I still have, my mom bought me a, a sewing machine for my a few birthdays ago and I still haven't I haven't learned so that would be one I guess sewing is definitely one of those skills that is underrated there's been plenty of times that I've like ripped clothing I'm like if I could sew right now <laughs> this yeah. would be so I necessary you know I can sew with by hand but I can't actually like I, I would love to create like you know a dress or you know something fabulous I, yeah, yeah. All right, would you rather be able to read people's minds or never age? I would have to say that I would rather not age. Isn't that kind of, it's, I know it's kind of superficial, mm -hmm. right? But I do take care of my skin a lot. <laughs> I'd rather not know what people, what people's mind, like what people are thinking all the time. I, I like to learn about them for who they are and, and their actions. If you could date any superhero, who do you think it would be? Oh gosh, I guess, I would say Batman. He was kind of cool. Yeah, right? And, 
Ben Affleck is the new Batman, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's not so bad. He just got, <laughs> he's getting divorced. Maybe, maybe there's a chance. You never know. You, you never know. <laughs> if you go to a bar, what's the first thing you order? Vodka soda. I don't trust bars. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, I like to go with wine normally. I'm a wine kind of girl, but if it's like a bar bar, like a dive bar, I'd stick to the vodka soda. Kettle one and soda. Play it safe out there. You never, you never know. <laughs> Shady places. <laughs> On an average day, would you rather wear heels or flats? Heels. But in New York, you have to wear flats. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I had heels, just like traveling on the subway and everything, I don't know if that would really transition well with my feet and all. <laughs> As a New Yorker, you learn fast that you had to have flats with you at all times in your bag. Yeah. If you're stranded on an island in the middle of nowhere, what are three things that you would want? I would have to stick with food, because food is the most important thing, so... <laughs> Tomatoes, shrimp, and potatoes? <laughs> Does that make sense? Because <laughs> I'm sure if I get stranded, everything else I've already had, yeah. you know? So I could get crafty and make sunglasses and stuff with leaves, right? Yeah. <laughs> Creativity up there. <laughs> if you could be on any reality TV show, what would it be? Oh, gosh. This is a hard one, because I, I don't think I could ever be on a reality show, but... Uh, it would have to be something to do with entrepreneurship, I think, or, you know, um, definitely no kind of, like, Kardashian-style, yeah. you know, no, not like that. <laughs> it would have to be something that, that applies to my work and my passions. So is there one out there? That should we create? Oh, Shark Tank, yeah. Actually, that's, that's a, that would be the only one, probably, that I would ever Shark Tank brutal, Shark Tank, they'll just, they'll, you'll bring your idea and they'll just shoot it right down. I actually, I've, I don't know if we have time for this very small story but I thought one time I saw Robert from Shark Tank right around the corner last year and I started running after him and I was about to pitch him my idea <laughs> I literally started running and then I realized it wasn't him oh, <laughs> imagine if it was though and he oh, it have gone like 30 seconds I would have just started pitching <laughs> and he probably thought I would be crazy but you know what <laughs> but if I had the opportunity I would definitely be on Shark Tank if someone handed you a million dollars what would you do with it Better in my company, <laughs> so we can move faster and do things a little bit faster. Yeah. When you meet someone new, what's the first thing you notice about them? I would say their eyes. I think when you look at people's eyes, you can really tell the level of confidence that they have and, and their level of genuine realness. Mm -hmm. They transpire. So I would say eyes and like their you know their body language. I definitely agree with that. For one, something about eyes. Their energy, right? Yeah. What do you say your favorite fashion icon is? Back in the days, it was Isabel Presley. Now, I just love, I know, and some, some of my friends don't like this, but I love Jennifer Lopez. I think she's so badass. She's beautiful. <laughs> she's stylish. She's, well, yeah. she's talented. And, you know, she's a woman that's made her own ways, and, and she owns it. She's 40 and or 45 and she looks amazing. You can't not like her. She's a she's a New Yorker like us. You can't not like her. <laughs> and that wraps it up for today. So thank you to all our amazing listeners and our honored guest Nicole. And you gotta be sure to check out Enjoy for amazing amazing jewelry. And also make sure to listen to our other podcasts available on SoundCloud and iTunes. And this is your host Michael. And everyone has an amazing week. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. This has been Velocify Presents Hashtag Style Journey.